0: Hello, and welcome to Dinesh Guarda, Cities ABC Open Business Council YouTube podcast series. Once again, here we are with another fabulous interview and trying to talk with people that are changing the world with their creativity, with their innovation, with their ideas, and a lot of a lot of sweat. Um, I would say that most of the people here, we passed 200 people, are some of the people that I saw that have been having an ethical work of creativity, of discipline, and as well dealing with the complexities of Uh, high-profile technology, and how this can change the world. It's not easy uh, dealing with all these things from Web 3.0 to Metaverse to a lot of things that make the fourth industrial revolution we are in and all the disruption around our times with great things and some less great things, but in the end of the day, it's about people. And people is what makes this YouTube podcast series, the ideas, how we can change the world and take it forward. And that's as well what you do with the platform citiesabc.com and openbusinesscouncil.org and fashionabc.org as well. There are organizations and platforms that we try to nurture as um, hubs to empower individuals and creators and the initiatives, startups and accelerators and directors that actually are taking this forward. So I welcome to our series Jason Michael Primrose. And I'm very excited about this interview because it's kind of a a combination of different skills from Jason. So Jason is a serial entrepreneur, a writer, a storyteller and the creator that has been putting his capacities as strategist, experimental marketing, personality and influencer. And from a family of literature and poetry and prose, things I don't speak much on my channel, but are very dear to me, that uh, has been magnetized and as well expanding the, the idea of the world of storytelling. And the storytelling is about humanity. Humanity is about stories, and now we use technology for these stories. So Jason has been working the 12 uh, years uh, in consulting for big brands and creative marketing. And um, right now, he's been pushing his platform and brainchild, The Lost Children of Andromeda, which is the first IP under the TCC umbrella. So uh, Jason has been working with the Primrose Productions, Xomad, the Digital Marketing, Three Cherries, and a lot of other different organizations. He found as well a consulting business called Cage Creative and uh, has been um, working with different areas. So we're going to be talking about Cluster Chronicles, The Lost Children of Andromeda and Jason. So Jason, welcome to our series. Hello. That was a great introduction. Wow. I mean, I didn't realize there was so
1: much to... No, no, it's,
0: it's really impressive. So I want to start, uh, I always start by the basis. And before we go to the, the Lost Children of Andromeda, which is a great name, science fiction, which is as well one area that I like, but as well very uh, open to a lot of different areas of novel and, and storytelling. So let's start with you. So you have quite a unique background from business to creativity industries and so forth and i think when i talk with people i always try to somehow dismantle in a good way the different things that made you uh, make each of us a successful personality and actually a lot of successful personalities is made of a lot of uh, trial and errors and sometimes failures but as well about education about backgrounds and about things that made the moments where we are now so if you could talk about that background of yours i would love to start with that
1: Yeah, okay. So, you know, I always knew I wanted to be a writer, but or a creative in any way. I mean, I I used to love to sing, I love to dance, I love to act when I was young. And, you know, as I grew up in my teen years, I was like, okay, less and less things seem possible. But writing always seemed possible because it was something I could do. It was just, it came so easily to me. Um, and so I went to college to study English. Um, I ended up not liking the English curriculum very much. I ended up actually leaving college before graduating. And I did a few odd jobs, you know, I, I delivered pizzas. I worked at restaurants. I, I was like the front desk manager at a gym. And this is at like 25, 25 years old. And then I was in Virginia at the time uh, where I grew up and uh, I was like, you know what, this isn't working. I'm going to try another city where maybe I could, you know, reinvent my life, like start something, start anew. And that's that's when I went to LA and LA was basically like this explosion of opportunities where I got my first job at an agency um, through a, a good friend of mine Where I learned all about social media marketing before it was even like a thing, which was back in 2011. I learned about influencer marketing, I learned about experience marketing. And we were doing all these really cool events and activations where people got to get product in exchange for speaking about the brand and the campaign positively. So it was like the first, um, it was the first, these were like the first influencer campaigns. And I basically took that knowledge and that experience and continued to build a career in digital and influencer marketing and eventually went into brand storytelling, social media management, and I ended up working across so many industries. I worked for beauty, I worked in fashion, I worked in tech, I worked in entertainment, I worked. In, I even worked in cannabis for a little bit. Um, so and then now like web three and literature. So I've kind of done a a lot of really fun uh, things and the whole thing I really learned was just that storytelling is the fabric of all, like of all things. Um, That's basically what I was doing for all of these roles is telling stories through events, telling stories through influencer conversations, telling stories through campaign ideas, telling stories through product Creation names, you know. So, um, I was really always being creative, and then at some point, I realized that I wanted to be creative for myself, which brought about the reimagination of my book series. And I was thinking to myself, if I did anything in my life, I would want to publish the series that I wrote when I was a kid, and um, and so that took me on a whole new path because. I wanted to publish it myself and I wanted it to be this whole different thing with pictures and music and immersive. And um, and so, yeah, so, you know, and everything I learned at all of those jobs was everything I needed for the, for the business. You know, I learned about logistics. I learned about, you know, budgeting. I learned about, you know, um, digital marketing terms, CPM, CPA, all that stuff. I would have never known any of that. I wouldn't have been prepared, even, even how to work with other creatives, like photographers and um, artists and stuff like that, graphic, graphic artists. Um, so yeah, it was like, I, I kind of got my life degree and then everything that I, all the skills I picked up along the way, working for all these other businesses, I, um, I put in to my business.
0: Oh, congratulations and I, I think it's really beautiful as well the the terms of life how they prepare us for the the next stages sometimes in the right way and the, the wrong way so from from your background so you touch from virginia to la and la opened a lot of opportunities so th- can you tell us a bit about that background and consultancy because of course in the last 10 years we shift uh, radically from the web 1.0 to the web 2.0 and now to the three and in some cases, almost four. And it's actually all these different areas of digital are still in parallel because we have really things from the web point one point zero, like like Wikipedia, which is still one of the major websites in the world. And then we have Meta right now, Sandbox and all these different things with Metaverse right now exploding and the NFTs. So how do you see this kind of progression and as well in, in terms of your career? Because of course, it's something that right now, even if you work in an agency in the space of one year you need to prepare yourself from shifting from uh, uh, digital marketing, social media, SEO, to go to how oh, do you create NFT marketing, how do you create actually minting an NFT, how do you get the wallets and all these things. So if you can get a bit of that kind of professional background. You know, I never thought about it, but it, I feel like I'm always kind of,
1: because I, like I said, I was, I ended up working at this agency where I was learning about digital and influencers and experiential marketing and all that before it was really before it was a thing that influencers got paid for before they were influencer this was before they were influencer marketing agencies this was before people were paying people on instagram and twitter and youtube and facebook to you know to promote their products um so i feel like in terms of my professional career i've kind of always been very curious about what's what's maybe not next, but what's emerging. And I've somehow always found my way into that space as the emergence is happening. Um, so, and I, and I blame that on my curiosity. Like I hear something I'm like, oh, that seems a little bit dangerous and unstable. Let's go there, uh, which is kind of how Web3 is for me. Um, but, you know, the agency was very experimental again you know, we didn't know exactly what exactly we were doing. And this was before we had analytical tools to quantify the results of influencer marketing. So brands knew it worked, but they didn't know how well and what the return was. So, you know, agencies I worked with got fired because they had huge outflow of cash and didn't know what happened and how it helped. Um, you know, any significance to where they could justify doing it again, for example. Um, you know, I worked at an AI company where we had a really ambitious roadmap for what we wanted to do with um, artificial intelligence. And as like, just as we were going to market, you know, um, Alexa became the number one, you know, uh, smart home in-house um, appliance, you know, uh, uh, Apple released the AirPods, and so it's just it. It's been it's all like in these risky zones about like oh we have this idea that rivals, you know anything you may have seen before in this space, um, and then sometimes someone beats you to it. But I think I think with our Web three experience, we can still be we can still be the first or one of the first to uh, to execute on it. So. I mean, yeah, I've learned, I've learned also to move a lot faster um, and really get the resources lined up to make things happen.
0: Oh completely. and I think this this part is is how you adapt to the continuous innovation and actually how you you make sure that you ride the wave because sometimes it's the way you do it. So So can you tell us how did you start then your creative process? So you, you said that you use this for this, but I think uh, about your company, about your organizations, about the Children of Andromeda. So if you can actually explain how did you went from this agency, corporate world and business world to your creative spaces and to create what you're doing right now and tell us what is you doing right now for people that never heard.
1: Yeah, so Lost Children of Andromeda is a sci-fi fantasy series. I call it a multimedia series because it does have books. It does have um, visual imagery and it also has music. And I'm working on basically publishing 10 stories in that um, universe uh, as kind of an ode to my childhood, my childhood self that wrote the stories when I was young. Um, And I was working at a fashion company. And I realized that the path I was on was going toward like a marketing executive at some in some industry, and I was like, "Is that really what I want to do with the rest of my life?" Um, and I actually got in a really bad fight with a friend of mine. I was on vacation, and I got in a fight with a friend of mine because he said I didn't have the he said I didn't have the, like the resilience. He said I didn't have the drive to create something of my own. Say, so why do you always keep working for these other people? When you, you know, if you wanted to do a fashion, why don't you start your own fashion company? And I was like, well, I don't want to. Do, I don't want to have a fashion company. But then it got me thinking. Well, then what would I do? And um, so, as with anything, it started with research. First, it was researching about what is independent publishing. What does it mean? What's the possibility? Uh, if one does independently publish, like, how do you scale? How do you get? you know, sales and all that stuff. And at the time, which was, this was 2014, I was reading about phenomenon like the Martian where, um, like the Martian where uh, they sold 10,000 copies, publisher picked it up, they redistributed it. It got turned into a movie and I was like, oh, I can do that. Um, but you know, that's like a, it's like a gem, you know, it's like a pearl. So, um, so, but I felt confident that if I could build the universe to a certain level, that someone would come in and you know, support me to, to take it to the next level. Um, and so once I figured that out, I figured out what do I, you know, what platforms do I need to go to? What's the editing process like? You know, um, cause I was doing a ton of reading and, um, and the first book was terrible. It just it just failed completely, um, and it failed for a number of reasons. I didn't get the editing done that I needed. Um, I didn't do very much marketing, and um, I didn't tell anyone I was writing a book. <laughs> so I just like released it, and then was like, "Hey, by the way, I wrote a book, and here it is." And everyone was like, "What? I thought you I thought you did this thing. You know, I thought you were influencer marketing." Um, so I took the book down. Um, I'm not even going to tell you the name because people will go look for it. Uh, it. and It's out of print, but you can get, some people have copies. So you can get it on Amazon for like $75 or something, which is hilarious. Um, and so then uh, I spent the next uh, two years working on another novel called Sasma. And that time I was like, okay, editing, you know, great visuals. I hired new artists, Um, you know, I built a website, I did a Kickstarter, and I was telling everybody, I was like, this is coming, get ready for it. Um, And so that one was a lot more successful. uh, And because I was so excited about it and proud of it. And, um, and that book was okay, as a, as a, as a book. And um, I learned a lot from that venture. And then I spent the next three years throughout the pandemic working on 2050Z. And I did everything that I did with Zazma, but like twice as big. So bigger Kickstarter campaign, bigger visual, like the visuals were like same artists, but even more high quality. The soundtrack was even more high quality and um, And behind the scenes, I'm working these other jobs, right? I'm consulting for entertainment clients and agencies. I'm writing pitch decks, you know, for my first, that first book Zosma, I was was working full-time at that artificial intelligence company. And slowly and slowly the book business got bigger, the demand for bringing it to life got bigger and the consulting work got smaller. And then the pandemic actually just zeroed out my consulting business where I had no clients at all because of the uncertainty around March, 2020. And it's interesting because I think you'll hear this from a lot of people who experienced the pandemic that it's a reminder of like what you have that no one can take away from you. And I could, you can take away my consulting business, you know, influencers experiences, but you can't take away my writing can't take away my story. And so I really went inward and just focused on that. I focused on building an audience around the story. Um, I focused on selling the story, which I hadn't been doing. Um, I focused on writing the story and even like more in, an, in a deeper way, which I hadn't really had the space or time to do before that. And um, and what came out of it was something that has compl- has changed my life. Over the last year or so, I published actually last year in July around this time, um, so it's kind of like one-year anniversary. Uh, but what that brought in terms of um, investment, partnerships, opportunities uh, was crazy, and so I knew I was doing something right. Like I knew I had figured out a formula that would work for for scale, like a really powerful um book series
0: so so i think uh, it's very interesting what you said because i understand and i feel the same the sense of juggling between being a creator being a business and being a a marketeer because you have to do all these three things and the technologist so on these three things as a writer as a creator what it would be the the things that you for people sharing your audience that made the success of what you're trying to do. And as well, that starts creating your community around the book and around the lost children of Andromeda. And as well, right now, your change from being a marketer and a business personality to become a creator that is right now launching your NFTs, launching an entire more web 3.0 experience around your own books. Because I think that's the most important. And as well, if you could explain where people can find it and how does it works right down the next steps.
1: Yeah. Um... Well, I would say that uh, wearing all those hats is really easy because I've done it for other people's businesses before. Um, and I think that it, it always starts with the creative. Like, yes, business part is important, but I think it's the ideas and the imagination that really fuels the, the, <laughs> the desire or the... Um, like the capacity to be the business part, because let's be honest, if I was trying to do business about something I was not completely passionate about, I probably wouldn't be very good at it. Um, so because I'm passionate about the story, I'm going to figure out the business, you know, because that's what will make it run. Um, and so I think for any creative when you're starting something, um, you know, passion is going to be the driver. Like there's no one that's going to wake you up every morning and tell you to do what you need to do to bring your story to life, to, you know, run your Web3 project or to, you know, make sure your business um, goes. And so it has to come from within. Um, so that's the first thing I'll say is it takes a lot of self-motivation and self-drive and yeah, just like diligence. Um, And so with Web3 that was especially true because it was a completely new medium and I consider Web3 a medium, like NFTs are a medium just like television, just like film, just like podcasts. NFTs are a medium for storytelling and engagement and that's how we use the technology. So when I think about, so in terms of our NFT roadmap right now what we did was we took elements of the book, like the technology, the main technology in the novel is called Sync. And we released those as NFTs, which they're actually already out. You can find them on OpenSea called the Sync prototype, C-Y-N-Q-U-E prototype. And, um, and those technological devices give you access to the world. They give you um, voting rights, uh, for future novels so you can decide what images go in there. You can vote on book covers, you can go, vote on plot arcs, things like that. Um, it gives you access to uh, future characters that haven't been released yet um, that you'll be able to claim during specific windows. Um, it gives you access to artifacts, which um, which help you uh, build a world around your character and build your character's story. Um, and then you also actually can earn the world's digital token. So there's a digital token that everyone uses in the story and we wanted to give people opportunity to earn that and then they can use it to buy more artifacts, to buy other characters, to buy um, you know, in the future merchandise and all these types of things. So we really wanted to create this kind of gamified literature ecosystem that, allowed, that started with these NFT drops um, and so the first one we've done already is Sync. There are two other Sync drops that are like advanced prototypes. So it's like kind of Apple iPhone six and then Apple iPhone eight and then Apple iPhone ten. So the Sync prototype evolves um, with new benefits, um, and then we have these character releases that are that are hit in between, um, and that. W- uh, originally our original strategy that was meant to lead into this read to earn experience. So um, the whole point, the whole vision was to basically instill, reinstill imagination in people, right? It's, the, it's, the, it's like, how do we activate people's imaginations? There's so many people that wanna tell stories in the world. They wanna write books, they wanna write short stories. They have this creative outlet that they want to explore, but they don't because they're an accountant, they're because they're a lawyer, because they're um, you know, a teacher, like whatever it is, they, some, someone told them at some point that like they couldn't tell stories. And I don't know, what, you know where that came from and people just don't. And so when they come into Lost Children of Andromeda, they're reminded that they can tell stories. And so all the things that we do, the read to earn piece, allows you to read the novel and earn parts of the story, like the artifacts, like the currency, everything like that. And so the original plan was that um, you could earn these things and that would drive you into a creativity um, ecosystem where you could actually write within the Lost Children universe, but it would be yours to commercialize and everything like that. Um, So you read the book, you get familiar with the universe, you earn artifacts, you earn characters, you earn technology as you go, and then you'll present it with an opportunity to actually tell your own story with your own character inside the Lost Children universe. Um, I can't speak for everyone that is facing the end of the world in 2052. So to have a community help um, to basically adopt these characters, make them their own and say, well, I, you know, my character lives in this sanctuary and they're facing these types of disasters. And then you know, maybe the community loves these stories so much that we incorporate them into the main lore. And now you have a community built character that's then being featured alongside the main characters in the series. So that's how we built the NFT ecosystem. And the way in is meant to be through this technology uh, called Sync. And we basically built the discord of a certain number of people, kind of kept it small and then deployed these these prototypes to that hungry community of of what we hope was storytellers. Now, I will say that in our community building, we did a lot of partnerships with blue chip projects. And so we got a lot more speculators in our community, probably than fans. Um, people were very excited about the visuals, the, the, the concept of the roadmap. And what we found was as the market started to crash, people were disappearing. And what remained at the end were these people that were really excited about the book. They were reading it already. They were engaging in all of the prompts. They were you know, playing the discord choose your own adventure games. Um, they were grouping together in their, in their like factions, their teams, and completing challenges together. And so it was, it was honestly a, a, a blessing because it really, if you were to sift it, you know, what was left were the people that were really there for the long-term um, vision of the project. And being that we have, you know, nine more stories to tell, the NFT roadmap would go through all of them, that's like a decade. So if you're here to like flip something between today and a month from now, you haven't even fully realized the full value of the property hasn't even been realized yet. Um, So that's, uh, you know, I, I had my own community on Instagram but they're tried and true readers. Most of them read novels, graphic novels, comic books they don't know Web3. They don't understand it. Um, the learning curve is very high and complicated. And most of them didn't want to engage in that uh, that side. So we built a pretty much a new community um, that was Web3 native. And um, what we're seeing now is that we need to go back and onboard the fans, you know, to have them uh, experience Web3 without knowing that they're experiencing Web3, you know, kind of like, them into it um, in a very simple way, maybe through partner platforms that have less friction, like they can charge with credit cards, you know, um, being able to sell things that have immediate value. So um, instead of having like the watch is really beautiful, you know, I'll send you some some videos, but um, without context, you wouldn't know what it is. It's it's a it's a it's an MP4 of a watch with a hologram of an artifact from the world. But if I were to give you, for example, a 30 second or a minute long animated short, you know, a trailer that tells a story, you would know by watching it what you're getting into. Um, And so I think that, you know, because of the speculation market being what it is, it's really about going back to creating things that people can consume on their own and don't need a lot of context and explanation. It's like, here's a an apocalyptic dystopian sci-fi fantasy story here's the premise you can buy the premise um, this kind of opening piece and then you can buy the pieces of content associated with it you know the actual story elements um, the pages from the digital graphic novel or um you know the chapters of the audiobook. and it's there's no you don't have to guess what you're getting <laughs> you, you it's there
0: now, it's very interesting the way you describe it, I think especially with the, the challenge with the crypto crash and as well, where this has actually created new opportunities. And I think it's not different when the internet .dot com happened and all these things, because in the end of the day, there were a lot of... Uh, wannabes and then there were the people because a lot of these things is between this differentiate between the hype and the real product or the real creativity, which is what you have. So I'm particularly interested on that because I think it's one of the things we try to highlight here is this kind of building of a real community, but as well, of course, with realism, because, of course, you still need to have data and so forth and you need to do a lot of marketing. But can you tell us a bit how do you deal or are you dealing with this part of building the community? And what are the highlights of your community? So you mentioned writers, some of them, they're not even so much digital um, and people that understand science fiction and they're passionate about it. And the, most of the people, everyone has an opinion about the NFTs or, or metaverse even if they don't have a clue. And normally the opinion is based on the negative stuff, not on the, the positive stuff. But if you could highlight that, especially how you've been building the community, that's a very important thing.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, as for me, it's always been through like uh, mentorship and support. Um, you know, I built my online community on Instagram through lives, like I was going live with different creators. I was getting really curious about their stories, asking them why they started writing, uh, why I started creating, um, you know, artist collaboration with artists uh, was another way. Um, I built community, um, you know, having their them imagine the characters a certain way. Um, I did a lot of, you know, interviews, uh, was always a way, um, and Twitter Spaces and Clubhouse rooms and all of that um, was like basically getting in front of as many people as possible, and not just talking about what I was doing, but actually asking what they wanted to do. Like, oh, what are, you know, what are you passionate about? And then people will normally say, you know, something like, oh, I've always wanted to write a novel. And when I say I wrote a novel, I always people will always tell me, oh, I've always wanted to write a novel. And I find that serendipitous because if you tell me you want to write a novel, I'm going to help you write a novel and or create a graphic novel or create a comic book or whatever it is. So I really built my community, I believe, by sharing really powerful content and being of service to the community. So whatever they had questions they had, I'm always in the back channels, like answering, being very open. So, you know, I think people said that because my page originally was a lot more, especially on Instagram was a lot more visual, uh, meaning it was just like artwork and characters and stuff. So when people started seeing me on live, they realized that I, <laughs> I was a person and they started to reach out. And I think that being an open book means that people will feel comfortable sharing and um, asking for support rather than feeling like, they can't, or you're too good, or you're too important or whatever. So I would jump on Zooms with people and like listen to them tell their whole book idea. And then we'd like workshop the plot points and stuff like that. And even though it was very one for one, um, meaning I wasn't building like large community, you know, it was, but these people were like important, they were loyal and they got really a lot of value out of our conversation. So, You know with web three it was a it was it was it was faster you know because we were partnering with these different projects but if people got through the discord and got through the lore and got the stuff then we knew they were there to stay because it was a lot it's a lot to digest um so i think you know when it comes to when it comes to community it's really like what do they need um and so, what I found is that we have a community of artists, musicians, um, st- you know, writers, storytellers, screenwriters, comic book creators, uh, poets, you know, songwriters, and uh, sometimes people just need a playground. They just need a playground to go walk in, no pressure, and just play. And that's what we want lost children to be. If you want to make music for your characters instead of writing short stories for your characters, make music for your characters. Um, you know, if you want to draw your characters and make you know portraits and sell those, do that. If you want to make comic books, if you want to make novels, if you want to make animated shorts, like it's how do we allow people to play more? That's what our community is for, is is so that people can have fun again and use their imaginations again and kind of break out. You know of the kind of the normal mundane
0: um you know day-to-day uh, and this is actually i think the the most the biggest challenge and opportunity that we have with the metaverse and all the things we're talking about so tell us a bit right now about uh, what is, it stays the product um and your i'm talking about the product because it's your book and is your nfts and different things you touch a bit where we can actually buy it but as well let's say for someone that doesn't know much about it, so I, I will just put all the links here for people listening to us. Um, so there's The the Lost Children of Andromeda, that is an immersive sci-fi experience that mixes elements of literature, art, and music. And the story starts with Zosma, a dystopian novel following a young African-American man on his heroic quest to rescue an alien refugee. So I, I will start, start here. I'll stop here and yeah. uh, tell us from here how you create the NFT of shoot that incorporates NFTs into the reading experience and as well, the different things you touch partly. But if you could go right now, very detailed. You mentioned a watch. You mentioned different things. I think this is very important because I think for people listening to us, um, in the end of the day, NFTs is just a tool. Okay, we can do a lot of things with them, but it's about our creativity. It's not just about the speculative part and try to collect some more of the apes. But if you are a creator, it's more about how you can actually create revenue streams, build a community like we're talking so far, but as well creating specific parts of the narrative. And now we put all these different things together. And as well, like I said, television, music, film, they are all been doing this, but it's about the ones that can actually create better stories. And I think one touch, last detail, is that I think the NFT metaverse narrative is positioned right now the creators to be on the central stage. So because until now, the web 2.0, would put us on the stage of Apple and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and everything is about them, not about us. Uh, So here is, and we are using, of course, in this channel, YouTube, there's nothing wrong about it. But now, actually, these tools can actually be owned by us and you can monetize in a slightly different way. Yeah, that's very true. So, actually,
1: Zazma is not the first book. 2050Z is the first book, even though it was published second. So, 2050Z Time and Salvation is the book. I actually have it here. So, I'm going to hold it up. Yeah, please show. Um, This is the. It's beautiful. Um, This is a color version, but, um, you know, here's an example of the art that's in there, except it's black and white and the other things. Book has these uh, um, questions meant to, you know, kind of get you thinking about your superpower. Um, so, at the end of every major section, they'll ask you a question, and um, so it so it really is meant to be like an empowering, you know, immersive sci-fi journey where. By the end, you're thinking about like, wait, what is my superpower? And am I using it? And what would it mean if I did use it? So someone who's going through this may at the end want to create something. They may be inspired to create something or use their gift in some way. It doesn't always have to be creative. It could be something like, it could be anything. It could be giving, it could be volunteering. It could be, you know, sewing or anything. So, um, so with the NFTs, it was meant to, the NFT uh, experience is meant to get people to their own imagination, to get people to remember what their power is. And so we, when we created it step by step, it was like, what's the path for a person to go from not knowing anything about lost children, not really being connected to their own personal power in the world and then get reminded of that power and then get them using that power. So how we did that was, you know, part of it is the top layers, like the discord experience. We started asking people questions every day. Um, We started to, you know, seed out, you know, chapters at a time of the book. Um, We started, we had discussions, things like that. And then we introduce the NFTs, which give you access to the universe, which will allow you to eventually use your creative power. right? Um, and then the third layer is just reading the book itself, which, will, which in the read to earn context would allow you to, it would be like an incentive to get through the story because you're earning as you go, just like when you're playing a game. Um, and so by getting to the story, you, again, get reminded of your power, you may be called to use it, and then that feeds back into the top layer of the NFTA ecosystem, which is basically like, oh, you want to use your power, here's how you can do it, like right here. Um, and then, do you want to share, you know, here's where you do it in the Discord. Um, so that's step by step how we did it we pulled out all the elements, you know, with the artifacts, we started with technology because there were basically 10 technological artifacts that made sense to feature. Um, And we wanted to start with those because they're very prominent and they're, um, you know, they're easy to digest. They're like sci-fi elements. They're not like abstract alien concepts that I made up. Um, They're pretty hard, you know, hard um, sci-fi bits and pieces. So, So we basically extracted from the story, the elements that could translate into non fungible tokens, into digital assets. And then said, which are the things that people would want to covet? Like, what are the things people want to earn from this world? And we built those things. So the technology is important because if you read the story, you know that you cannot survive the end of the world without sync. If you don't have the sync, you don't know anything, because that's where all information comes from. There's no YouTube, there's no Google, there's no Apple, there's no iPhone. Everything comes through sync. Your store, everything that you have is stored on sync. Your currency, your identity, your information—it's all on the sync, and everyone has one. So that's why we chose sync as the first as the first um, NFT that we released. Um, and then the other layer is the evolutionaries. And so the evolutionaries are characters that um, were awakened by the arrival of this alien energy. And um, there were two landings, one in 2030 and one in 2040. And each one activated the latent DNA in these, in these evolutionaries, um, allowing them to manifest abilities. Um, and the abilities were based on um, eight archetypes. Um, and I don't wanna spoil too much, so I won't go into that, but just know that when you awaken a character, it would be, it, when the character awakens, when the evolutionary awakens, it could be one of eight types. Um, and so when we built the NFTs, it was the sync, Gets you access to the character because you know you need the thing to live in the world, and then you get the character to bring the character to life, and then you can start to write about the character. And the artifacts help you move through the world. So if you have a drone, if you have you know QB tokens, you can pay for things. If you have um, you know the hoverboard, you can play the you can play the the the, the like the backyard games that the kids play. Um, so you know, and there's more artifacts, there's research, there's relics, there are, you know, tablets and crystals and all kinds of things that come in the future. And all of those, your character's interaction with those things will help build their story even more. Um, so it's kind of like when, when we are kids and we were like given like a story starter, and it's like, okay, here's a character, here's some objects and you can go. And you kind of, you can start to weave a story and say, okay, well, this is what happened. Um, so, yeah. So that's, that's the NFT ecosystem. Um, there's artifacts, there's currency, um, in-world currency, there are, um, and then there are characters um, that you can, that you can use.
0: No, that's fantastic. And you have a your own multiverse there. So it's multiverse that can become a metaverse. So... I know that you're passing around the time of the interview, which is very exciting as well. Your universe, and I think especially, it's beautiful the all the this concept and as well entire ecosystem that you build around the characters, around the narrative, around the, an entire. Actually, I would say, well, it's like uh, any kind of universe from Marvel to DC to to Game of Thrones. What you're building has massive opportunities, and uh, I wish you a lot of success for that. So one of the last questions I have is because your your work. you will do in the nfts but there's a lot of opportunities right now to scale this in film and the expanded metaverse environments um gamings and so forth i know that you're touching that but for now it's the nfts so what's your views and actually what's your goals in terms of this because of course the opportunities are massive especially with creators like you i think the metaverse is done precisely for creators like you but it's not easy how we actually have to put it in practice because you need to 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 have, uh, of course, one thing is when you have already quite an established audience and you become a star on that level and, and then it's easy to get some kind of value or, or big uh, house that comes. But what you're building is you're building from scratch as you go. And that's the most uh, novel and as well most interesting because of course, then when the big uh, players come, you're already prepared for the rest. But I would like to see your views and as well your, your journey and roadmap on that. Yeah, my view on it
1: is as a creative, I have the tendency to wanna build things and create things. And sometimes that's healthy, and sometimes it's not if you don't have an audience to deploy those things to. So like, for example, for us to build a metaverse right now wouldn't make any sense. It would be very cool, but we wouldn't have enough people that would go into it to make it make sense, right? If we wanted to build a game, similarly, um, that would be the case. We wanted to do TV, film, whatever. Um, So, you know, the thing that people don't seem to understand or that I have heard, you know, um, from when I think about like the Web3 side is that you still need foundation. And what we saw is that a lot of people were able to, um, you know, release PFPs, um, get a lot of hype around it, get signed by agencies, get adapted very quickly and that's like its own, you know, that's like its own trajectory. And so now, you know, what we're back to is the reality of how it works, which is you still need to build community. It needs to be sustainable and needs to have longevity. And um, and there needs to be a, a, a very, you know, a clear vision for, you know, like how you want to bring it to life. So I would say that for us, what we're focusing on is distribution. We're focusing on like, how do we get the story in more hands? Is it a novel? Is it a graphic novel? You know, is it an audiobook? You know, what is the thing that's going to penetrate to where people want this so bad that we, we continue to build something else, right? The next phase of the NFT project, you know, the next story comes out, all of that. Um, and so that's, you know, that's where we are. And then for me, You know, I set out, I really just set out to write all 10 books. That was my real mission was just to finish the series before I died. Um, And it's really grown into basically creating this community built franchise where everyone's contributing to the lore of the lost children. And so when the movie comes out or they do the limited series release, people know that they were actually part. Of the building of the, um, you know, the intellectual property, and that the assets they have are going to increase in value because they were part of the building of it, because they were loyal, because they stuck around, because they shared, um, you know, because they participated. So it's, um, it's like, how do we all grow together where people are get, getting back? Um, value for the you know for the work they put in, but then also they're getting the user creativity at the same time. Um, so yeah, the big vision is everyone knows what Lost Children of Andromeda is. They know the story. They love the characters. You know they're cosplaying. You know there's a game in the works, which I think would be a fabulous game. You know they have we have three, maybe four, maybe eight films. Um, You know, we have some limited series, some of the community members characters, you know, they become animations, they get picked up. There's side stories like, you know, like how Marvel does where they do TV series and they don't have to come from us. They can be community grown um, stories that get optioned and adapted. So uh, it really is like a, a free playground, like come in, participate create and have fun so that's the big vision give me give me give me five years
0: no, no it's hard work every day come on look at uh, i believe is like what uh, well uh we can go to star wars and what george lucas did it's, it's it was a continuous work he invented most of the things that now 20 30 years 50 years almost after he was built is starting to work in mainstream so Most of the technology didn't even exist. Uh, It was all done in his head. So I think it's really impressive. So congratulations, first of all. Uh, I love your vision and what you're putting together. And I know as well that it's very special because you've been doing it with all the passion and as well the experimentation, but as well putting all these parts of the puzzle together, the creativity, the community, the, the products as well around that, and as well right now the platforms, which is key. And I think this is for people listening to us. I would probably ask you to engage and check everything that jason uh, is doing and we'll put all the links for all the different things because it's a, a great way to look at nfts not purely from a short-term perspective and i love that you said for the next five years i always believe in long term because in the other day if you want to make everything in one short term are you going to end up in actually a lot of trouble or you're probably going to end up actually scammed so there's no short terms there's only medium long term and a lot of uh um hard work and as well passion in what you're doing. I don't know, Jason, if you, if you want just to highlight uh, where people can find you, uh, it's always coming from you. It's great, although all the links will be here on the channel where we are distributing this interview, uh, both on YouTube and our own website, com and Open Business Council. But if it's coming from you, the things where people can find you, mention Amazon, but as well where we can actually find on your websites and so far.
1: Yeah, so xyz has a lot of information about the nfts and the nft roadmap um it doesn't talk that much about the book but it's very web3 centric it looks like a game actually a little bit um a lot children of andromeda on instagram is where you can kind of find like my personal storytelling journey because i mix in a lot of like comic-con appearances and tour stuff and mix with like pictures and visuals and everything like that um so that's more of like my the journey of the series coming to life, um, and then LCOA twenty fifty two on Twitter is where again it's like web remixed with book. So that's probably the most holistic uh, platform in terms of sharing both sides of that journey. Um, and then um, is that it? Yeah, that those are those are the three. Oh, Discord! Oh my God, I almost forgot Discord. Discord, yeah. yes. You, Join the Discord, the Discord is very fun. We have an onboarding game you, you do in the beginning where you choose yourself, you choose your power, you choose your position in a world about to end. Um, there's a game that you can play that takes you through one of the first disasters that starts the end of the world. Um, and yeah, we have more games coming. Uh, you can also read the book for free on Medium. Um, so that's another place uh we're, we're 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 releasing the chapters um in halves, so you get have a chapter every week um and then yeah i think those are the main those are the places discord twitter instagram the website and then medium
0: yeah do you even have something on on linkedin the the cluster chronicles company and as well the links for the different things. yeah
1: so the cluster chronicle okay so the cluster chronicles is technically the publishing company Andromeda Beats is the NFT, is the Web3 company. So I had to separate them in order to do the NFTs because it's we're dealing with different intellectual property, we're dealing with different assets. There's an investor associated with that, so um, so it's just it's just it had to to keep it clean, had to be separate. But so Andromeda Beats is like the Web3 extension arm of Lost Children of Andromeda. And um, the Cluster Chronicles is the publishing company that will likely do any adaptations and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, this is very important because this all the things that the creator needs to be involved in as well. All these areas of NFTs, creative economy, Web 3.0 is about all these relationships. Jason, an honor to have you here. Uh, congratulations for all this fantastic creative work. Uh, we'll put all these links here for people listening to us. I want to thank you and uh, wish you Uh, that in the future, this will be bigger, better, and always inspiring people to change and getting a fantastic moment. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.